I feel like Swoon of the Week is just such a worthy title. Like, you have to put thought into it. Absolutely. Um, and I really, I exactly. appreciate that. You respect the show, and I respect the word. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Her Life Blogcast. I'm your host, Rachel Malik, and I have a very, very special guest today. I cannot wait for you to hear her beautiful voice. Abigail Pratt, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be on, finally. <laughs> it has been so long. First of all, we've been trying to get you on the show forever. Like, we, it just didn't work out, but now is the time. How it's are you, Abigail? It is. I am, I am doing well. You know, senior year is upon us or halfway through actually I feel like it's just begun but I mean it's Thanksgiving and we go home at Thanksgiving so Abigail and I met as I meet most of the guests on the show through residential life at Fordham University we were always together last summer and that's where we met and then we were holding it down in CSC all of last year and I just I'm so glad that we were put together I think it was so meant to be we really have developed quite a little friendship here, and you're just such a light in my life. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. No, honestly, like, it was the best decision to come up to Rose Hill from Lincoln Center and just be like, I found my group of people. Yes. Like, okay, so let's, let's talk about that as, like, part of your little intro here, because, right, you started off at Lincoln Center. Obviously, you're not from New York either, so give me your whole, <laughs> give me a little <laughs> rundown of how you got to the Bronx. Well... As you can probably tell from my accent, I am from New Zealand. I came from like a very small rural town um, in New Zealand. So like cows outside my bedroom window. So it was quite different moving to New York for college and seeing like the Empire State out my window. So yeah, I just, I came, I went to the city first, of course, because like, why would you not want to be at Columbus Circle? Of course. And then I found, I found the ballers. Oh. We know all about the ballers. That's true. Wait, I'm forgetting because I totally associate you with the ballers because you were my bridge to the ballers. Like, I would have never met any of them or, like, known any. Okay, I don't know. I don't want to be weird, but, like, I wouldn't have known the ballers to the extent that I do if it weren't for you. But that's why you came to Rose Hill, right? Because you got involved in athletics. Exactly. So I was up at Rose Hill, like, almost every single day. I was on that ram van. Like, I was, I'm pretty sure I've been the top passenger. Wow. Like, it would not surprise me if, like, sophomore year, I was wow. number one on the list. <laughs> but, yeah, I was there for all, like, the games and helping out, and then I'd just go off again to, like, see them and hang out. Best of friends. Have never dated any of them, just putting that out there. Sad. Uh, it's sad <laughs> to me. What a missed opportunity. But you can't mix the work and the pleasure. I get it. And then with the yeah. RA on top of it, like, you are their leader. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. So now I've just, like, I've become their, like, little, I don't know, Fordham, like, guide to... You're their Fordham mom, let's be real. <laughs> That's what it is, for sure. <laughs> no, but I think they're all great guys. We're big fans of the ballers. Everybody knows that. That's not a secret. But I'm glad that they brought us together even closer, because we definitely bonded. At those basketball games, I just had a memory come up today on my Snapchat of us at a game. Yeah. Game Sell out. The women. Sell out there. That was huge. Uh, imagine being a pa- in a packed gym right now. Like that would just, there's nothing I, I want more. I can't even imagine. Like I cannot envision a packed gym no. right now. Like being around people. No. It's weird to me now. It's I can't even imagine it with no mask, not a mask in sight. It's it's weird. What a time. I don't know. Ugh, oh. We could only go back, but we really did have some wonderful times. But talk <laughs> to me a little bit more. You mentioned obviously you worked in sports. 
talk to me though about what you want to do. You want to stay in New York, right? Hopefully. And what do we want to be doing in New York? Because you are such a sporty girl. Like, is that still the plan? I think it was the plan for a while. I think maybe more in terms of like human resources. I've kind of found a little vibe there. Yeah. Or public relations. Just, I like being the kind of like in between person. Exactly, liaison. Obviously, the dream would be like something intense into sport, but. Just with visas and everything, I am not a citizen of this country. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's trickier in school. So I'm thinking like maybe HR, but with uh, a few recent restrictions on the particular visa I need, yeah. I need it to link to my major, which okay. as we know is English. English major. Um, so that is kind of publishing houses. Okay. And that is about it. And maybe we could do a PR spin with the English. I think that's doable. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm, I'm reaching out. I have an amazing mentor through like the Fordham mentorship program. Uh-huh. So I'm chatting to him and we're seeing what's possible in the city. So we we'll see. Fine. Like we're fine. Obviously the stakes are a little higher for you <laughs> than they were for me, <laughs> but I don't know. Whatever's meant to be will be, I know, I don't mean to brush it under the rug like that because I know it's a stressful process, but you are a very hard worker and I'm sure like anyone would be lucky to have you. So fingers mm-hmm. crossed and keep us posted, obviously. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the main theme for today's episode. We're going to keep it very general. This is really just a catch up for Abigail and I, but this Thursday happens to be National Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. Abigail, I don't know if you know about the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, but my mom had a ton of them. So it struck a chord when I like saw that this was the national day. I was like, wait a minute. Why do I like, am I drawn to this so much? It's because my mom had them lined up on her bookshelf chicken soup for the sister soul chicken soup for the mother soul like all these things so is this new to you obviously we had different like it, yeah it is new information to me although i will say i bring it up with a friend of mine and he was like yeah the chicken soup soul thing and i was oh. like he's also foreign so so it's not just an american thing like it, it is might just me but you're very far so maybe it's like cl- i don't know it's like a bit too fast out for, for us <laughs> Yeah, like other side of the world, maybe you didn't catch on to the chicken soup for the soul. (laughs) So these books, like I mentioned, were first published in 1993. So they've been around for a minute now. And each is just a series of true stories, little essays. Pretty much the theme is heartwarming. Like they're just feel good stories about whatever the theme is. So if it's chicken soup for the sister soul, it's like all these beautiful stories about sisters. Or if it's the friend soul, it's like all these friendship stories. They get very specific like brides or pet owners or there's all like literally anything you can think of there's a chicken soup for the soul of it and it's all about these nice like I said heartwarming stories and so then the day it's so nice so then the national day national chicken soup for the soul day it sounds so ridiculous to say it the national day is all about nurturing yourself and encouraging those kind of feel-good feelings within your own soul which is a beautiful thing and I think it's coming at a particularly stressful time for a lot of Americans So I'm interested, we're going to get to your take on everything election (laughs) happening because I'm so curious what you have to say as, as a foreigner (laughs) in America right now, because we'll get into it, but everyone's very stressed and I think it doesn't hurt to take a moment to nourish our souls. And you are the first person I thought of because we always just have nice times together. I think of all of my senior year last year, whenever it would be stressful or whatever, we would bump into each other. 
have a little chat and I feel like it was all melting away. You're just so great. Right? It was so great. All times. Yeah. Like the powwows and the RHO. We used to sit, it was always on a Thursday and we're recording on a Thursday in our res hall office and just like print stuff and talk and eat our snacks. The ballers would come by. Like it was always such a vibe. I remember, like, my favorite was when you were doing, like, the Michael Be Thankful for oh the God. RHO door. It's like, Michael this Be gorgeous Thank- picture. It is. That was probably like literally a, a year picture ago. of him. Oh, literally, so guys, I blew up a picture of Michael B. Jordan, and I taped them all together to make it, like, a poster size of Michael B. Jordan, and I wrote, Michael Be Thankful, and it was my, fa- it still is my favorite <laughs> decoration. It's Michael Be Thankful season. I can't it even is. believe I forgot. I remember, like, the faces of some of the ballers. It was, like, they came by as we were doing that. <laughs> like, what? Are you you? Really, what? <laughs> it's so our vibe. Like, why? what else would we be doing in the RHO, you know? Exactly. Oh, I have to make myself a little one for home. Like, where is Michael <laughs> B. now? I just want to know. But I'm th- I am. I'm Michael B. Thankful that you're here with me today. Chicken soup for the soul. That's how I feel. Yeah, um, so I agree with that. Okay, so let's, we already did kind of a lot of your intro. Is there anything else? I don't know. I don't think I have anything else to add there, right? I think that's me. Okay, yeah. if anything else comes up that you want to share with the audience, just yeah. throw it Half out there. there. But for now, I think we can start with our Her Reflections of the Week. So as you all know, every week we go through the Her Reflections. H is for happy, something you're happy about in this moment. E is something you're excited about for the future. And R is a recent realization you might have had. This is an important week, like I mentioned, to reflect because so much is going on. So I think this will be an interesting segment. I will kick us off with my happy for the week. I'm just dying to get your thoughts. So this week was obviously election day. It is Actually, the election day still hasn't happened. I was talking to a friend today, and he's like, it really should be called voting day, because the election day is going to take a while. Like, we're not there yet. So at the time we're recording this, we still don't know who the president of the United States will be, which is such a feeling. But back on Tuesday on on election day, I worked at the polls in one of my local townships. It wasn't my township, but the township over, that's where they needed some help. And it was my first time doing anything like that. I was very nervous. I was up the entire night before just stressing out because I'm thinking like if I screw something up, the stakes are high. Do you know what I mean? Like if I mess something up and it's not anonymous in the right way or something with the poll book is screwed up, like an entire township could be at stake. And that like Pennsylvania is a big battleground state. Pennsylvania has been all over the news. I was, Abigail, I was a wreck. I can't even tell you. Like my headspace was a mess, but I got there. And the energy, so we got there literally 5.30 in the morning to prep because you had to get all the absentees accounted for and make sure all those lists were set to go before people showed up to vote at 7 a.m. And so that was just like a weird slow morning of like going through lists of people. And I was like recognizing names from high school. I was like, what a Twilight Zone thing this is for me. And then the people started flowing in. And right at 7, we had the big before work crowd rush. And the lines Mm -hmm. were so long. And it was just me on my little table, like trying to keep everyone happy and calm. And it literally brought me back to freshman move-in day. And I am the RA, like watch, facilitating this ginormous line of people and like trying to keep the vibe high. And like people are nervous and people are stressed. But I'm just trying to be like a friendly face. And I felt like I was transported into that mentality. Yes. And for that reason, I was, I felt so alive. You know, I love that energy. Like it is, I felt so good. 
So I feel like in your prime on those days. No, seriously. Oh, good. And then add in like democracy. I love democracy. Like it was, it was such a fun day. And then by the end of the day, it's like you're crashing and you're tired and the stress of everything is setting in and you're like, oh my God, this determines who the president, like the weight of the day really starts to sink in. But right in that beginning rush, I was really feeling alive. I had a great team. All the election officials I was working with were phenomenal and kind and encouraging and they weren't like mad at my energy, which I really appreciated. So I'm just happy about the experience. I'm glad that I did it and I got to do it. And I think it'll be a a habit now. Like it'll be a routine thing that I do for all the elections because it just really made me feel alive. So that leads me to you. Like just, what are your thoughts? (laughs) What is it like to watch this all going down? I mean, the pandemic aside, Mm -hmm. you experienced that with us. You know, it's global. It's affecting your home probably not, maybe not in the same way. Not but really. <laughs> not really. It was for a time, but you guys got it was for a time. together. Yeah. So being stuck in a place that didn't get it together as quickly as New Zealand, what is that like? And then how did that, like, but now we're in election season. What is going uh, on? What are your thoughts? Honestly, I would say if there's like one word to just describe it is wild. I just, yeah, it's, here's the thing. It's just, it's so polarized it's so divisive and I think growing up like election season in New Zealand like sure it was something to take notice of but it wasn't like so divisive Mm. it was like whoever gets in they'll have different policies but it wasn't like people would be like up in arms about it Mm. so I think like coming here especially like having my college career bookended by like the 2016 election before I came here um like just before and then the election now as I'm kind of like heading out of college mm-hmm. I think it's really like showed kind of like how divisive it has been and how divisive it's become because I think a lot of people were thinking it would be like a lot more kind of like one way and I think both sides supporting it were like it's going to be obviously our way mm-hmm. you know so I think it just it really shows how polarized the US is especially in comparison to like New Zealand we had our election it was kind of like a, a landslide towards the incumbent Labour Party. I'm sure everyone knows Jacinda Ardern with her little baby in the UN and yeah. everything. So yeah, I mean, that was going to be my like happy, happy yeah. of the week. You know, our little government down in the South, we're doing okay. We're yeah. doing okay. Yeah, no, it's, just, it's, I don't know, it must be a cool time and cool to be able to witness it kind of as from the outside in a way because you're in it but you're like not my problem (laughs) we're doing fine back home so it's wild though I mean like as I was saying I was actually saying this in my little one-on-one so like as an RA you have a one-on-one with your director and I was saying like I had this American dream as many students on like f1 visas which is like the student visa Mm -hmm. we have we're like okay so like there's like a little visa extension to get like work experience and then you can potentially, if a firm really wants you, like they can hire you on an H-1B visa. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's kind of been the path that's been in my mind mm-hmm. for like all of college. And now I'm like, well, maybe that's not going to be my path. So like I've been looking at Canada. I've been looking at the UK. I've been looking at Australia and back home in New Zealand. And it's really not so clear to me now that like as much as I want to stay in New York, I think it just may not be a possibility. 
Right. Um, so I think that's been really like something that stood out to me. And like there are hundreds of thousands of foreign students in the US and they'll all be facing the same kind of question. And you know, like these are kids that have worked their entire lives maybe to come to school in the States or they're just like insanely intelligent geniuses dotted around the US and it's so difficult to find a job. Wow. You know, so it's yeah. the election has like a big impact. And I think that's the thing, like New Zealand, our election impacts us in New Zealand, not so much. Like yeah. the New Zealand election is not necessarily gonna impact the US, but like vice versa, it does. It does. So like you're electing your officials, but you're also like electing some of like the leaders of the world. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's heavy stuff. And I, it's interesting what you said about the book ending of your college career, because I feel similarly where my freshman year is. So I'm, if you're following along at home, like I'm a year ahead of Abigail in school. So my freshman year of college was when Trump was elected the first time. It Hopefully the only time, it doesn't matter. So it does matter, but you know what I mean? So Trump was elected and I think everyone was kind of like, what? And then being in New York, outside of my little Pennsylvanian bubble was very different. So I, I mean, listen to me, like Pennsylvania is so different from New York. You're from New Zealand. Like, I, like I get how ridiculous that sounds, but I'm just saying like, it must be, I don't, I can't even, I can't imagine being in your shoes, but it's cool to get your take. And now to see like how far we've come individually, but also how much the country has changed, how much circumstances around yeah. us as individuals have changed four years, man, it makes, makes a big difference. It does. Yeah. And it goes by so quickly also. Like, so quickly. Where did college go? Everyone says it, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah, they said that about high school too. And that dragged on by. But now, what I would do to be back in the Bronx, I, I just can't. It's so sad. Hopefully yeah, a visit or something soon. Let's move on to our excited of the week. We have a similar theme of travel and our excited. I'll kick us off. I'm actually heading to Arkansas this week. My sister moved to Arkansas for school this summer. We did the big road trip. This time I'm flying. Um, I'm curious what flights are going to be like. I, I haven't yeah. flown since last summer when everything was much different. So like you said, taking all the necessary precautions, being super careful about it. But it's my sister's birthday, so that's why I'm going to be with her for her. She's turning okay. 25, which is crazy. But I'm, I'm just excited to see her. She's been very busy with school, and this is – probably the longest we've been apart ever so it'll be really really nice to just take some time in the Arkansanian sun I don't know it's like nice there it's warm and fun so yeah. looking forward to it for sure that's gonna be amazing yeah I feel like that's the thing like I've done the international travel in like the midst of it like when yeah. York was still like kind of bad and yeah it was weird seeing the airports empty I mean, I had a morning flight, so it was literally like the third flight out of the airport. Wow. But still, it was just like barren. There was no one there. And it's just so, um, like, that's got to be yeah. so weird to experience because everything we've ever known is the complete opposite of that. So. Exactly. And, yeah. like, you know, like being a foreign student, I've traveled a decent bit, you know? Totally. And, like, usually it's airports are jam packed, the lines are horrendous. Yeah you definitely have like the traveler vibe of like having to be in your own little bubble to mm -hmm. keep calm with everyone around you. Yeah. But yeah, like when I traveled, it was not like that. Yeah. And like, I think, so I was in Delta, so they had like middle seats are empty. Mm -hmm. but, like, I think I had like the row in front of me empty as well, the row behind me. So like it was very empty. 
Um, I'm not sure what it will be like now since like a lot of states have like reopened a lot. Airports are just strange in pandemic. Yeah. Well, last summer was the first time I had really flown. I flew once when I was very, very young, don't remember it. And then I went to Texas last summer. So that was my first, and I was by myself because my parents flew out of Philly, remember? And then I went from New York. So I was by myself. I Ubered for the first time to the airport and then I had to find my flight. I was a mess. And you're right, it's just chaotic. And now it'll just be, I don't know. I don't know what to expect going from that experience to this one. And then turning around pretty quick. But I'm glad to not be flying during Thanksgiving because I think that would be stressful. And more expensive. I don't know. I don't know what to think. So yeah. I'm excited. And we'll we'll be in touch about how smoothly, hopefully, it goes once once yeah. we leave. But where are you headed to? You said I am going to Mexico. Yes. So particularly I'm going to Mazatlan, which is like on the coast. Um, so like the Pacific, which is actually really funny because it's like kind of like a direct line, like you can draw a line from Mazatlan. Um, where I'm going mm-hmm. um, to New Zealand, like where wow. I grew up, specifically in New Zealand, Taranaki. Shout out to to wow. there. Um, which That's is quite cool. cool. I can like wave across the ocean, the <laughs> massive ocean, <laughs> to New Zealand. That's so fun. Yeah. So no, that will be that will be great. I'm gonna be there to like family. Well, not my family. But like um, family. <laughs> like family yes like there's four-year-old twins and if I can say anything is I am obsessed with children I'm not gonna have a child of my own touch wood for like 10 years but like I adore them and they are so cute and so lovely and then there's a nine-year-old who is the sweetest person in the world I love her so much that's so um, fun. It's going to be like, yeah, I'm so Abigail excited. in Mexico. I know. I'm so, so excited. Oh, I'm excited for you. That'll be so fun. Obviously, the Instagram better be popping. I live for your travel. It will be. It will be. <laughs> You're so cute. Okay, let's move on to realization. I'm kind of circling back to the election because that's all I can think about with mine. But it's, it's more general than that. So essentially throughout the week, I I didn't know, okay, a two-pronged answer here. Number one, I think for the longest time I was thinking in terms of November 3rd and I was like only until November 3rd and I never ever for a second considered what happens after. Like I didn't really think about this week. I knew that it would take a while to tabulate and I knew we would be, we wouldn't know for a while, but I didn't think about how that would feel as just it came trickling in like that's a feeling that I didn't stop to prepare myself for I guess but I think it's been so lovely to see the camaraderie and everything among people who have been so passionate about the election and Joe Biden specifically in his campaign and to see all of that everyone reaching out to help one another is a really special thing and I think that's a feeling that we can celebrate that is the chicken soup for the soul kind of feeling that's really nice and it's reminding me like hey when someone inspires you or you feel empowered by a person's actions, tell them, you know what I mean? Like send them a message. That's such a nice thing to get. And a couple people have done that for me this week. And I can't even tell you that feeling that it gets. It's like, Hey, I see you. I know you care about this and I'm rooting for you. And I'm glad you're doing it. Like that's a beautiful thing. And I just, I want more of that in the world. I'm happy to see it. So I just think if you have those people who you feel that way about tell them that's something I've done this week. And it, it feels good for both parties. You know, it's a little heartwarming moment. And I think we can take that lesson outside of this election and just apply it to our lives and the world would be a better place, you know? 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I feel like my realization is similar to that. Mm -hmm. I think, so like, this is the first Christmas I will not be with family. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because like flights to New Zealand are like $10,000 right now. Like it is crazy. And that's not even paying quarantine. So like, that is a a no-go. So I think like, I just realized like the importance of family, if anything, and just, it's not so much presence or like, you know, spending, like, money to show, like, love or caring or anything. Mm-hmm. Just, like, being able to be in the presence of people. I think that's something that everyone's valuing a yeah. lot more. You know, it's not, let's go out to some, like, really fancy restaurant or anything to, like, prove a friendship or anything like that. Like, let me just see you, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and, like, the importance of giving a hug. Yeah. Like, I cannot wait till I can see someone, like, when I finally see you in person again and I can actually give you a hug. I know. Like, it's going to be such a special moment. No, a thousand percent. And remember, because I also, it's, like, all flooding back to me, like, all these little moments that we've shared is, like, flooding back now. But when I came to Fordham to pack up my stuff, you were there because you were there all summer. And you were the person who, like, let me in the building. And it was just such a nice closure moment to the year because we had such a lovely year our staff was so wonderful our friend group was so wonderful and just seeing you as I was packing up my stuff was such a full circle and just to sh- like like you said share physical space was something I didn't know how bad I needed kind of you know what I mean yeah oh no, our time is coming we'll, we'll be together again <laughs> the world will slowly get back on its feet I I have faith in that yeah no but that's a lovely thing and I think it's good also, just surrounding yourself with the people who make you feel that way. When it can be family, that's wonderful. But when you can find people to fill that void in a way, which you have done, which I have done, like, that's, that's also equally important. And making your own family, you know what I mean? Wherever you happen to be is significant. We did that as a race, sure. I think, really. You know what we I mean? Like, that. when you have a yeah. staff that's so tight like that, it's a special. It's a special thing. It was. Okay. Now, let's transition into a quick little love update from you (laughs) because (laughs) the mantra of our lives has been love's in the air we have been searching for love (laughs) that sounds so ridiculous but we have been through it with each other I think the tinder stories the hinge stories we've been through it all and you are flourishing do you want to say anything about your the love in your life yeah I mean I would say it was expected but the absolute greatest thing at the greatest time yeah I just here's the thing like my mom and dad met in university Mm -hmm. university as they would say in like the same class or something and like my dad would be like hey like let's go on a date let's do this and my mom was like no I'm studying and then finally she was like you can have some time on Friday they did this like meet cute at college and like I was always like oh I would love that. Mm-hmm. But like they meet when they were met when they were like 18, 19, something like that. And like I went through like freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, and I was like, so where is he? It's not happening. <laughs> like, is it the ballers? No, it's not the ballers. <laughs> we always hope it's the ballers for a second. Always you know? hope. Always <laughs> hope. Um, but no, so like second semester junior year, I I met, hopefully, the one. We'll see. Like, wow, that's so big. I don't know. Honestly, like, I, honestly, he's just my best friend. 
and that's I think the biggest thing yeah because like no matter what you know that as I keep saying this is like my thing I don't know why but I'm like when I'm 97 that's who I want to be my best friend that's who I want to be like sitting with and like talking about life it's fortunate that like I met him in like February like early February Mm -hmm. and like we had each other for like the quarantine and everything yeah and like what a test (laughs) for a new budding relationship right to go through a pandemic I can't get over it but the fact that you're stronger than ever just I don't know the timing of it is important yeah I think that's the thing like having all of that time apart especially like really early on I feel like it's different when maybe you were together for like two years and then like you quarantined maybe separately or apart, whatever. But like knowing someone for like a month and a half and then not seeing them for like four months, it's big. But no, like we'd call, we'd play games online and everything. We made it work. It, I will be fair, it got difficult. Like it got tough. But I think we thought we had some, like his mom was really helpful and making it work she she pulled us through some some tough times shout Um, out mom that's a great thing i know moms are great moms are great we love them yeah so now we're we're both back in new york so we're seeing each other again it's fantastic yeah and yeah we're going through so we're both graduating like may as so many of us are graduating in may hopefully the world's better yeah yeah so we're just you know being supportive through job search and mm-hmm. school and everything. Yeah. Mainly the biggest thing is just I know if I have a rough day, I can just call him up and be like, I had a rough day. Or if I had a great day, I can like call him up and be like, this amazing thing happened. He's your person. So yeah, he's my person. That's so sweet. I love love. <laughs> I love love too and I love your love and <laughs> I love him. It's just I, I love you guys together and I feel like I've been along for the ride because – I feel I was like intercepted you. I think Laurel and I like intercepted yeah. you when you came back from that first date. I know you did. You know what I mean? And I was glowing. I was literally like, I spent 12 hours. That was the first date, 12 hours. When you know. Yeah. Wow. When so you know. I'm just happy that you guys are thriving. I'll take any and all advice you can give me. <laughs> I love it. Love Honestly, it just, I think that's the thing. You cannot expect it. Like, yeah. as soon as I stopped expecting it, I was like, nah, college, it's not going to happen. Mom and dad were wrong. They were a one-off. And then it happened. So. And it happened. When it's meant to be, it'll be. And I'm just happy for you. Thank you for participating in the love update. Sometimes people are, like, <laughs> not into the love update, but I live for I it. I love the love update. So <laughs> I am here for it. Okay, moving on to a different kind of love. Time for Swoon of the Week. Abigail, I'm very excited to hear that, I'm going to throw it right back to you to hit us first with your swoon of the week. Obviously, every week, me and my guests pick a swoon who's swoon-worthy, and we just gush for a while. So that is, obviously, Abigail has a real-life swoon, which is thrilling. But who is your swoon of the week for this segment? Well, I was, I was doing some thinking, because I feel like swoon of the week is just such a worthy title. Like, you have to put thought into it. Absolutely. Um, so I was like, who is an impactful man? And my first thought was David Edinburgh, who, like, let's just say, like, 94-year-old David Edinburgh, maybe not, like, swoon, but, like, young David Edinburgh, not too bad. And him next to animals, like, baby animals, your heart just melts. 
he is just a blessing for the planet and he's still going like he has started from like right from the get-go ages ago when like tv was hardly a thing Mm -hmm. and he's still going you know he's he's worth it he's he's earned that title that's good I appreciate how seriously you take this, the the title, because you're right. You can't just phone it in on a spoon of the week. There needs to be thought behind it. And you picked a thoughtful choice. And I really, I appreciate that. You respect the show and I respect you more (laughs) than I do. (laughs) I'm going to take a, like a page from your book here because thinking of TV personalities, I suppose. I've been watching a lot of election coverage. Like take a shot every time I mention the election. I'm sorry. That's the (laughs) world we're in. Like, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. That's true. But I've been watching so much election coverage, so has everybody, and there are so many handsome journalists, newscasters, specifically on ABC. I I mostly watch ABC Mm -hmm. News, and there are so many. I have always been swooning for David Muir, like, since the day I was born. He is so dreamy to me, and he's an older guy, you know? Like, he's, he's older, and he is so handsome and just so good at his job, and I love to see him on my screen. But there are some young ones coming in hot, and I mean hot, and I am so happy to watch them report. Whit Johnson is a hot one. The bone structure on that guy, uh, Thomas Yamas. Tom Yamas is one of my favorites. He works with David a lot, so to see the two of them is like generational thing. It's beautiful to see. Mm, yes. And I think this is an NBC guy, Sam Brock. Handsome. Not bad. You need Not bad at all. You need like cheekbones that could cut out diamonds if you're a news anchor these days like that is a requirement and I'm here for it it's so fun to watch no it's true they're some gorgeous men like they really are and women too I'm sure I just didn't write their name oh for sure hot people all around on the news and they're doing a phenomenal job they're sleeping not at all and they still look that good exactly like they are keeping the nation like it's such a long election and like they are keeping it going like, if you had someone who was just sitting there, like, not putting energy in, that's like, no one would have energy. Because, so, like, that keeping it going. No, that's so true. Because, like, to keep this length of a broadcast going and to keep me entertained, because that's the thing, you can't turn it off. Like, part of it is just exactly. your interest and you want to hear, like, the up to the moment. But up to the moment, things are no longer happening. We are at a, we are at a standstill in this moment. Like, we're waiting on four states. They're not going to be in. Well, maybe they'll be. I don't know. Maybe at the time we're recording a major Come thing. On Who knows? But they keep it interesting. Like, I keep watching essentially the same information over and over for, like, 48 hours now. And I am so into it. Like, I love to watch. So they're doing a great job. That's a shout-out. I have a secondary swoon, though, if I may. I'm breaking my own rule. Of course. (laughs) Okay. My secondary swoon is John Legend. I have been swooning over John Legend recently. I'm obsessed with The Voice. It's one of my favorite reality competition shows I think it's so I just love everything about it but John Legend is really standing out to me this season I never really paid him much attention I just think him and Chrissy Teigen are so fun to watch yes not that she's on the show but just in general like on social media yeah I love their relationship but John Legend just seems like the most wholesome guy who would be so nice to you and what a talent you know like he really has a lot going for him but I think it stuck out to me for this episode with you Abigail because I have a very specific John Legend memory that you were in. Do you, I, it's going to be so, if you know what I'm talking about, I'm going to be so impressed. But if you, like, I don't know, because this is a long shot. I feel like as soon as you mention like, I think the so first word, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, yes. That's it. Okay, so this was literally my last New York City event that I did before the lockdown. 
It was March frickin' madness. The Fordham Ballers were playing at Barclays, right? It was the Barclays Center? It was Barclays, yeah. The big leagues, the major leagues, okay? So we're in Brooklyn. We go to the game. We were, like, the only people there sitting courtside. I felt so – I can't even explain. You were on the court for halftime playing games, thinking shots. I can't even deal. Like, it was next level. So much fun. We got a picture right on the court. It was such a fun memory. Then we went to – Applebee's. Oh my god, we did go to Applebee's. We've had so many good Applebee's memories, you and I, but so we rounded it out with an Applebee's. We had Long Island iced teas. They were a dollar. It was great. Then we went to a mall. I don't know why we were at this mall. I can't remember. But we were walking through the mall and All of Me by John Legend came on and all you, Laurel, and I just stopped and like sang the song for a second. Like we were really just belting it in this mall. (laughs) And that is like the last thing that I did in New York. (laughs) It's like the last thing any of us did before lockdown. That was it. Like, that was the day because I think that night it was declared a state of emergency. Yeah. So it was like, you got to be done. That was the last thing I did. I went home the next day. That was a great way to end. It was like such going down, seeing them, and they all won. the things we love. It was the ballers. It was Applebee's. It was John Legend. It was everything I could have asked it to be. Remember, I was sanitizing the subway seats, and the little boy thought I was so weird, but I was like, ha-ha, I was right to do that. We could have got corona that day, but we didn't. That is true. <laughs> what a time, Abby. Oh, my God. I'm so such happy with that. Because we were so on the fence. We're like, do we go? Is it safe to go? Yeah. Is it the right thing to do? I am so glad. That was truly, like, the best send-off. And also, like, for you and Laurel, like, that was the senior send-off for you guys. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Oh. I could cry thinking about it. It was so special. I'm so glad we did it. I can't even tell you. So anyway, John Legend, thank you for solidifying that memory for me in that mall in Brooklyn. What a freaking time. Okay, let's transition now into a little bit of content catch up. Just let me know what you're reading, watching, listening to that's been keeping you entertained either quarantine or more recently. What's been on your plate? Hit me. Well, so I'm currently doing my senior thesis. Um, and I did all transition. It was a sports, like women in sports thesis. Okay. And then I kind of switched that up. And now I'm doing Emily Dickinson. Okay. So slight difference. Yeah, there. a little bit of a departure. <laughs> a um, so yeah, I've been reading her poetry. And if anyone is an Emily Dickinson fan, like you will know her poetry is out of this world amazing. Like there are 1700 poems. Like she wrote a lot. And it's just, it's magical. It's wonderful. Um, and it's finally taking shape because for a while, like I'm doing it on privacy and her like yeah. private life. And for a while I was like, stop. I was thinking, what am I going to do? Like 30, 40 pages on. Yeah. But it's coming together now and I'm really enjoying it and like enjoying reading. So that's been terrific reading. Awesome. And then films, it is the season. Every like... Netflix and Amazon and everything is releasing the holiday films, which yeah. I live for. Love. Like, we love love. We love love. Exactly. So, yeah, I just watched Holiday, Hot Aussie Actor. So, like, that's all we need. Can't go wrong now. Can't, can't go wrong. Go wrong. <laughs> no, I've heard really good things about that one because the Netflix ones can go hit or miss. Like, I love a cheesy movie as much as the next girl, but sometimes, even for me, they're too far and it's just dumb. Exactly. But I've heard very good things about this one, and I'm excited to watch it. That might be – maybe I'll do that tonight. Maybe that's what I need. It's a good one. Yeah. 
that. It's fairly short, so like okay. you don't have to like spend too long on it. But it's not too much Okay, and honestly, you just swoon over the like actor the Look entire time. It is like oh, next week swoon of the week. You know who it's gonna be. <laughs> I love that. No, I'm definitely gonna watch. That'll be fun. Okay, good. I've been okay. So speaking of new things on Netflix, they just put Dawson's Creek on Netflix. Yes, I see that new thing. I couldn't find Dawson's Creek anywhere. It's always something I've wanted to watch. I think I've caught like a little bit of reruns here and there, but not enough to understand any major plot lines I would need to know I feel like that's a big hole in my teen yeah. drama you know knowledge because I love a good teen drama like oh, for sure. Girl, and then going back to like One Tree Hill and even Gilmore Girls like all of those shows yeah. are so fun to me I love a teen drama a, a high school thing it's just so fun so I'm excited to start that I haven't even started yet but that's on my radar and then you know what I've returned to is Grey's Anatomy I started watching from the oh, very good. beginning again. I don't care for Grey's Anatomy as recently as much. Not that it's bad. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, I'm not invested anymore. I like the original characters. And it's been so, so fun to watch back from the beginning. Like, times were so different. Life oh, was sure. so simple. But yeah, the first season's, uh, first season's good. So dramatic. Sure. Like, it's so yeah. good. And you just forget. So it's it's fun. So that's that's been my biggest, like, binges get your mind off of everything and it's been really fun also Shit's Creek have you watched Shit's Creek I've watched some of it I need to watch all of it because yeah. I love it and it's like that so cast funny. is the best oh, cast phenomenal ever. it is so good right. so I've been really into that my whole family's been watching that so that's been fun for everybody to just sit down and be like watch this ridiculous show it is so funny so fun those have been my content lately but yeah I feel like I need to go read some poetry like you have inspired me I haven't read a good poem since I uh, closed up shop in the Fordham English department, like I really haven't returned. <laughs> I love that's that. so no. good, honestly. Like I think yes. that's a big part of our connection too, is the English major. Like you get it. It's a special it's group amazing. we have. It is. I feel like they're like quite close in the department. Like, I think so too. And yeah. like I just think it gets more personal than other majors. Like your interpretation of a poem or of a book, you talk about that much differently than you talk about anatomy or something you know what I mean exactly. like it's very different so it's closer with people just by nature of the subject matter so that's that's a cool thing I wish we had class yeah. together that would have been I know we'll have to do a although I will book. say like I took I think it was Rebecca Sanchez oh, yes. um amazing Fordham professor no, you no. recommended me to take a class and I I've not regretted it that was probably no. my favorite class or like, one of my favorite so classes at Fordham She's one of the most brilliant women I've ever heard. Like, she has so much knowledge on random, random things. I took two of her modernism classes. Mm. And she would just go off. Like, you would mention one line, and she'd be like, actually, yeah. this is a, she has so much knowledge. I am one of my top, top, top professors. Oh, Professor Sanchez, if you ever have the opportunity to take her, take her, for sure. All right, let's, let's wrap up just returning to our chicken soup of the soul theme. We'll close out each with like one thing that serves as our chicken soup for the soul that makes us feel totally content and safe and happy and joyful even. Mine is kind of a cop-out answer and I apologize for that, but I feel that right now and that was the whole point of this episode, so I'm glad that it's happening. I don't know, conversations like this one, catching up with an old friend, there is no feeling quite like it. And I think it just makes me feel so happy that we're still close. Do you know what I mean? Like, like we were talking about with the love update, if anything was going to shake a relationship, regardless of what kind of relationship it is, it would be this. It'd be high stress and distance and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything kind of, the 
future being so up in the air, there are a lot of reasons why people would lose touch and relationships like, like ours wouldn't be as strong. But here we are. It's like no time has passed. You know what I mean? And even if sometimes we do lose touch, you pick up right where you left off. And that is a very special thing. It is chicken it's soup so for good. my soul. That's so good. Yes. <laughs> well, my chicken soup for my soul is similar, I would say. Kind of going back to like our little love update. I would just say like the weather has got colder in New York. And I would have to say it's one of my favorite seasons. Like I love autumn and I love the springtime. But I would just say like walks in this beautiful city that is still thriving no matter what anyone says. It is still, it is still New York. Mm-hmm. And just going through the streets with the love of my life. Oh. <laughs> we love love. But no, just walking and talking and just really experiencing all the beauty that the city has whether it's my last few months here or if I've got longer here Mm -hmm. just really enjoying it taking it in and being like everything is kind of tough right now for everyone but like if you just stop and kind of take in those smaller moments it's just like going past and the trees are the leaves are falling off the trees and Mm -hmm. you're with the person you love wow life is life is good and it it warms your soul. Yes. Beautiful to hear. I'm glad we closed with that. What, what a good feeling. I don't know. I think, and honestly, revisiting this, just listening back to this, when I need a little pick me up, when I need a little warm, fuzzy feeling, this is a good one to revisit. So I'm glad I have it in the books. Like this is going to be a cool thing for us to look back on, you know? It will be. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. Abigail, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm glad we got to do our little catch up in this way because I think it's just so fun. People are going to love listening. One, because you have great (laughs) things to say. And two, because of that gorgeous accent. If you guys like what you're hearing, make sure to follow us on Spotify or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, feel free to rate and review. If you want to see more of Abigail, that's how you let us know. You can also find us on Instagram at her.blog.life. See Abigail's haircut with the Instagram IGTV we do. Um, For blog posts, just go to herbloglife.online. And for behind-the-scenes videos of recordings like this one, just search Rachel Malik on YouTube. That's all I got for this week's episode, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Abigail, thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. I'm Rachel Malik. This has been the Her Life Blogcast. <laughs>